Jonathan, thank you. Good morning, everyone. How are you? For those of you who don't know me, my name's Chris. I'm part of Camborne Church here. I've got a confession. I've actually prepared uh, the preach from the wrong scripture. Uh, So those of you who were here last week, uh, you would have heard from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Who was here last week? Okay, I'm going to bring some of those words again. I hope that's okay. But you know, we've had some wonderful readings from the Old Testament, the year of jubilee, of freedom, and the law of debt. So after seven years, what you do uh, for those that owe you money. And we are people who now view life with new covenant spectacles. We live in that year of jubilee, We live in that year of generosity every single day. And I hope that reminding us from something from the New Testament, from the Old, will encourage us to be people of generosity. So I've got got some slides. We're looking at being generous. Um, Next slide, if you would, Jeff. Um, Last year, I received 50 free hot drinks from Pret. 50. Uh, I go through London uh, a few times a month and I always call in on a, on a, a, a Pret. And they've got a policy that uh, whoever's serving you can, if they would like to, offer an on-the-house drink. And it happened a few times. And I thought, this is really strange. I mean, one would be okay, but a few times, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to aim for 50 in a year. Two out of three hot drinks that I went to buy with cash in hand, uh, I was given last year from Pret. Um, My son, uh, Seth, who most of you know, said, I think it's because you look homeless. (laughs) Uh, But it even happened when I was suited and booted. If I was going to board meetings or whatever I was doing, it still happened. It happened on on Friday uh, in St Pancras where I had a free decaf coconut latte, which was was lovely. Uh, I think it's now nearly in its 60s. It even happened to us as a family when we were in Edinburgh train station and I got five free drinks in one go. I tweeted about it and Pret sent me a voucher for £10, which I thought was very generous. But I've reflected on why have I received free drinks. I mean, I'm quite a cheerful chap. I really love to know how people are. So I always say to people who serve me, how's your day going? You doing all right? And I have some conversation. Uh, So that might be to do with it, but reflecting on it, I believe that you reap what you sow. And I love to sow generously. I love to buy drinks for people who are thirsty. I love to get a cup of tea for people who are homeless. I love to give what I've got to those that I meet. And there's something about reaping what you are sowing, and it's encouraged me that I've reaped uh, lots of hot drinks from Pret. So we're going to look at being generous. Now, 
when we hear stories of generosity, it inspires us to also be generous. And I've got a story from Tasmania of a little boy who was incredibly generous with his time and with his gifts. Jeff, have you got that short little film? Wonderful. I hope you can see it, okay. All the people I just like coming home and sewing. If Campbell could be on that sewing machine 24-7, he would. It's Campbell, go and play your Xbox. Campbell, come and watch a movie. He's just not a normal kid. Not every 12-year-old would do that. If I say, don't do it, he sneaks. <laughs> um, I'd go upstairs with a bear and say, Mum, I've done this instead. There's nine children in this house, so I've been pregnant forever. <laughs> but there were two he prepared earlier, thankfully. I didn't do them all. <laughs> and Campbell is just wired really differently. Back when I was nine, I was asking Mum if I could um, buy presents for kids in hospital. Mum said no, that's too much, because Mum had bought presents for nine kids in a family. No, dude. No, we can't do that. He said, I'll make them then. Okay. I was picturing some paintings. I hadn't shown anything before. First ever time, it took a lot of practice. He'd Google a different pattern. Then he said, oh, I need your help. I don't understand this. Do you understand this? I'm like, no. Does my head in. It took me about five hours to make one little ratty, wiggly bear. But I did it, and then I got faster and quicker and quicker. Every time now, I'm down to about an hour to make a bear. These, this is all my fabric, basically. With I've got some patterns in these. Makes me feel a lot better when it's all organised and in place. I do lots of pocket money jobs to get a little, and lots of people donate. I like this one, Grammy. Every time I see it, it goes, now that one's my new favourite. It kind of like colours. <laughs> so Campbell's been making bears now for about three years. And we've tried to count them. Like a hundred and two? More than More. that. So I'd safely say it's probably seven or eight hundred. I think it's awesome that he does that sort of thing for kids that haven't smiled in ages and when he get when they get given the bear they smile. So I've come to the hospital and I'm going to give some bears to sick kids. Hello. Great to see you again. It could change people from being negative to be positive. I've made this bed. That one's yours. Can I have that one? What are you going to call yours? Connor? George. Connor's reaction was really good. Just straight out George. How are you feeling? Good. Do you have to go to hospital or not? Not very often. Well, that's Only good every now. Thursday. Well, today we're visiting Macy's who I gave a bear to. What did you name your bear? Cherry Roseberry. Cherry Roseberry. Macy was diagnosed with multiple brain tumours four years ago, and so she's still on active chemo. So I think it was pretty special when he turned up and gave you the bear, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Cherry Roseberry. 
She thinks it's a come to life. And yeah, most of the time it likes to sleep. Does it? Yes. I kind of don't like this I suppose in a, in a glimpse he makes teddy bears and gives them to children. But what it really is, is he looks at sadness and tries to turn it upside down. Being kind and not mean would change the world a lot. I think you can inspire a lot of people. As much as we're there to teach them, they can teach us. That's where I take a little bit from what he does. If you get up every day and work forward instead of backwards, you don't have the time to be down. And my husband was diagnosed with cancer as far as And then they took um, tumour as far as the test for. But some 80% return rate. What was really disgusting? Cancer gets worse with stress and I'm not getting there, so he said so he could get ready for cancer. Well, I can't give you words for it because um, I had to tell him that it's come back to him. Um, but he gave me his bed and said, there's a, there's a winner there. You'll be against it. Against it and um, hasn't come back. And that's it's been over a year now and I've not that long since. So maybe they would. Yes, they can be magic in lots of different ways. There's a little bit of magic in it. Uh, a lot of magic can handle that. Okay. Thank you. T. Corinthians, uh, Paul writes this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap gener generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, or some versions of the Bible put it this way, God loves those who love to give. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Now, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies 
your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else and in their prayers and for your hearts, for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I hope you're inspired by that little boy that made 800 or so teddies uh, for people who are sick. Generosity inspires us to be generous and God has been so generous to us. He's given his very best for you and for me. He's given the Lord Jesus for us. Now I want to just bring four very simple lessons from uh, the passage from 2 Corinthians. I want to remind us, for those of us who were here last week, that God is interested in our whole lives. That money and our mission as church, that intertwined. Thirdly, that we do reap what we sow. And lastly, God gives more than we possibly can. So I want to remind us that God really is interested in our whole lives. Firstly, this beautiful lesson. Verses 10 and 11 declare this. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So here... Paul gives us a beautiful picture of a farmer with a store, with seed, with sowing the seed. But then he says it's about our righteousness, about our right living. God is interested in absolutely everything of our lives. Now, if you're anything like me, I try and compartmentalise my life. So I'll have my work stuff. Oh, the church stuff. Oh, the, the, the kind of play stuff. Oh, my allotment there. Oh, yeah. Family type. Man. But God is interested in the whole of us, in every single aspect. Discipleship isn't just about Sunday morning. Have you heard um, the term submarine Christians? Have you heard the term? Submarine Christians? It's a naval term. Uh, so... <laughs> So submarine Christians are those that that will come up and be a Christian on a Sunday morning, but submerge for the rest of the week and not be a Christian until Sunday morning. They'll come up again. And we are not called to be submarine Christians. We are called to be whole life followers of Jesus. Absolutely everything given to him. There's an old story of the first Vikings that gave their lives to Jesus. And in their baptism, as they went under the waters of baptism, many of the Vikings held their right hand above the waters because their right hand held the sword for fighting and they wanted to keep that right hand as theirs for fighting. And the rest of them, well, that's fine. They can be baptised. But their right hand 
was held aloft. I wonder, what is it that is held aloft for you? What, it is, what is it that is just yours and not Jesus's? What is it that you keep that you have yet to surrender to the lordship of Jesus? He is interested in our whole lives. Our giving and our devotion, our worship. The benchmark that we have is from the first friends of Jesus and the new, brand new church. They weren't even called Christians then in Acts chapter 4. And Acts 4 reveals this. It gets a little bit scary as well. And I'm not going to try and unpack uh, the story of Ananias and Sophia. That is a scary story. But this is what it says. It says all the believers were one in heart and mind. I've got a sinking feeling. (laughs) There we go. So all the believers were together. One in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own. No one claimed any of their possessions were their own. But they shared everything they had. Everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. That there was no needy person among them. Our worship and our giving are intertwined, our whole lives. Secondly, money and mission. Oh, sorry. God is interested in our whole lives. Money and mission are intertwined. Thirdly, we reap what we sow. In Luke, Jesus Jesus teaches us, in Luke chapter 6, he teaches us this, verse 38. He says this, Give, and it will be given to you. Give, and it will be given to you. But not just a little bit. Jesus says this. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. We really do reap what we sow. And today as we look at the giving, our giving and giving to the ministry here of Camborne Church... We can just think, oh, that's just about money then. It's about our standing order for the church or the gifts that we put in the collection. But we reap what we sow in everything. Our engagement with people, our kindness, our generosity with time, with with what we have, not just in what we own, but our very beings. We reap what we sow. 
And lastly, I want to remind us that God gives more than we can. I don't know if you've heard about this businessman. He's um, from early 1900s. Um, and uh, I, his name is Le Tourneau. He was a Christian industrialist who dedicated his life to being a businessman for God. Uh, based in the state. I don't know how to say his name. I'm really sorry. Now, he was hugely, hugely successful. He designed and developed his own line of earth-moving equipment. Um, Le Trunero was the maker of nearly 300 inventions. And he had hundreds of patents um, in his lifetime. That's okay. Now, he succeeded financially. He was a very wealthy man. And as, as he did so, he increased his giving to the point where he was giving 90% of his income to the Lord's work. He said this, I shovel out the money and God shovels it back. But God has a bigger shovel. <laughs> we can't outgive God. Listen to verse 8 from 2 Corinthians 9. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. There's one word that's repeated uh, in that simple verse. Did you, did you get that? It's all. All. In all things. At all times. Having all that we need. All things. All times. All that we need. God is able to provide for us. I wonder whether this morning uh, you, you need God's provision. You need God to provide for you. Can I encourage you, as painful as it can be, would you give? Would you give what you have and wait for God to provide for you? For he promises that he will provide uh, for our needs. Um, I just want to finish by just say I've never had a proper job, like really. And, and I don't think what I do is a proper job. I've wor- I work for a charity. I know nearly 20 years of founding a charity and working for it and employing people and expanding over the UK out of one, I had one pound when I founded um, the Light Project. Seriously, one pound. Someone gave it to me. (laughs) That was it. Um, We, as a charity, we have seen God give to us through his people, through businesses, through grants, through training people. But we have seen God give to us millions over 20 years, not each year. It's not, still quite a small chunk, but millions of pounds. 
but we, we started with nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, just a, a, a bold idea that people needed to hear about Jesus. And that's what we wanted to do, to reveal Jesus and to train others to do that. And God has given and given and given every single penny that I receive in support of what I do. I, it, it's God has given. My home is given. Everywhere where I've lived is given. Everything given by God. He's so generous. And 20 years in on serving him, I'm 100% convinced of his generosity. That he knows every single need that I have. Um, I was on holiday and I received a gift in my bank account uh, from someone who had uh, been given a bonus at work. And they decided they would tithe their bonus for me. And it was £253, something like that, which was wonderfully generous. Uh, and it was then, so I received that gift. And then I heard that my dad was really ill. And I needed to visit him. And the exact amount that I was given was the exact amount that I needed to go and see him. To fly down, visit him in hospital, the taxi, the plane ride, the apps, everything was provided for days before I needed to go and see him. God is so generous. He loves to give to us as his children. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you love those who love to give uh, cheerfully. It, there's something about you rejoicing and delighting in our giving. Help us to be generous in our giving, even more so. Lord, help us as Camborne Church to be people who know that you are interested in our whole lives. That money and mission, they're so intertwined. <laughs> that we are people who will reap what we sow. Help us to, to see that this week. And Lord, help us uh, to know that you are the giver. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Chris.